0: Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. It's a joy to be here. I'm excited and thrilled. Just so you know, there's a word that's like been in my heart, and that is uh, break out. We want the Lord to break out. I don't want breakthrough, I want break out. I think that's the next level up where God just breaks out and he just begins to go everywhere and does all kinds of things like the river of life going all over. So we're going to be searching for God during our worship times. And, and today we tried something where we just said, you know what, we're going to be prophetic. We don't know exactly what we're going to do. We're just going to kind of wait on God and, and God gave us words and, and, you know, my goal, my heart's desire is to see you move from your chairs to begin to pray for each other and moving in the spirit in a way that's like phenomenal. It's like amazing. Like I know that these guys down here, the prayer team, you know, the prayer team, they pray during the week for an anointing. Can I get an amen? Amen. They come here with anointing, you know, and it's like, this is it. This is like, you're like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe 15 steps Away from the anointing. See, they didn't come to waste the anointing. They want to give it out. Amen? So like you're 15 steps away from it. You know, if I put, if I put, how many like durian? I love durian. I love durian. Right? I love durian. Right? Okay. Think of, it doesn't matter. Let's, let's think of your favorite dessert. Okay. Shout out your favorite dessert. Birthday cake. cake. (laughs) Pecan pie you like any kind of quay, okay. You know, if your favorite food was like right up here, you know, and there was tons of it, you know, and I said, hey, come on up and get your food, you know, your favorite food, you know, You'd be like Arnold. You know, Arnold, one time I was sitting at, with Arnold at the table. It was one of those uh, Chinese tables, you know, and the things were spinning around. And, like, I, it was kind of in front of him, but I wanted some. So, like, I reached over to get it. And, like, he almost stabbed me with a fork. Get, get your hands off of that. That's mine, you know. It's like that's what you would do. You would go after your food. You'd be hungry for your food. The anointing is over here sometimes. Just all you have to do is go and get your favorite food. And let them pray over you. We want to see breakout. And this is what my desire is, just to see breakout. We'll worry about, like, you know, the Word will get there. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it all out. But we just, don't you come. I'm tired of religion. Don't you come on Sundays to hear the voice of God. That's what I do. I come for that reason. I come to hear and to know God, to be touched by His grace, to be filled with a new, maybe, revelation, well, we're going after that. We're not, and I've told, okay, one more thing. I know I'm going too fast for the translation. One more thing. I've, I've told our worship team, they are no longer called here to serve you. They're going after God. If you want to join them, you go right ahead. We're going after God here, Amen. Okay, let's just jump in because my time is a little bit short today, but uh, I'm starting a new series. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it, 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 yeah, it comes off of one of the parts of our vision. Uh, and, and uh, who, you know, let me just jump right in. Our mission, our mission at here, at, at this community, is to set people free. Can I get an Amen. We want to set people free. If you get in that river, trust me, you'll get set free of shame and guilt and, 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 and pain and suffering. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. And that's what God wants to do. And he wants to set you free. That's what we want to do to not just people here, to everywhere. Can I get an amen? We want to see, we want to see God use us to set people free. Amen? amen? That's our mission. Now our vision is this. a community of people helping people empowering each other to fulfill their purpose in Christ encouraging the presence of God in every aspect of our lives and proclaiming the gospel to the nations that's that's our vision that's what we want to see happening in everyone's life we want to see people helping people we want to see people fulfilling their purpose, uh, the presence of God, and proclamation of the gospel throughout the nations. And today, I'm going to focus on that first one, people helping people. As a matter of fact, I even got stickers. I got stickers that you can put on your car. Anybody want a sticker to put on your car, people helping people? Amen. Anybody else want one? Anybody else want one? I got a few. I got a few. They're actually kind of cute, you know. In the back of your car, you know, yeah, I'll just give them out. I'm going to keep going. See, see, here's, here's the hungry people. The hungry people are getting what they want, you know, right? We're not the pool of Bethesda, though. We're the, we're, the, we're, the, <laughs> we're the river of Ezekiel, yeah? Okay, so people helping people. And that's the kind of people we want to be. And I want to kind of focus on an aspect of how to help people over the next couple of weeks, two or three weeks, probably three. And uh, it's a very simple one, but I think it's very, very powerful, and that is kindness. I want to talk about kindness, you know, the power of kindness. Hey, let me get that. Let me get that. Yeah, let me answer that phone. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Anyways... (laughs) One time that happened while we were taking the offering. One time back in the states, and I it was right. I was standing there. I picked it up. I said, "We're giving an offering right now. Would you like to give?" Anyways, um, <laughs> um, but the Colossians says, "You are always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with the virtues of God, since you have been divinely chosen to be holy, showing kindness to all people." Kindness is a really powerful thing. You know, like, you can can mess up all kinds of things. You do a lot of things wrong. But if you're kind, it kind of covers over everything. You know, you might make a thousand mistakes in something, but if you're being kind while you're doing it, most people won't worry about the mistakes you make. Kindness is a very, very powerful thing. It says in Ephesians, it says... um, Oh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll jump. Well, it says, don't use abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. See, kindness is like the doing part of love. I can stand here and tell you, hey, I love my wife. Uh, you know, I love cake too. I, uh, you know, I don't love my stomach. But I mean, I, I love... You know, I love things. I can say that all day, and I can kind of say it in a passive way. But if you ask someone, am I kind to you, they're going to think about deeds, about the way you treat them, about the way you care about them, about how you handle who they are. So kindness is kind of like the doing part of love. It's an action. There's no way around it. You can't get around that kind of thing. And and so I want to talk about how we can do this in a very, very simple way. But before I do, I want to talk about the kindness of God. I mean, come on. So in Titus, it says this. When God, our Savior, reveals his kindness and love towards us, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things that we have done, but because of His mercy, He washed us. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit uh, upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of His grace, He made us right in the sight of uh, in, in His sight and gave us confidence that uh, that we will inherit eternal life and so over and over again we see that his kindness saves us his kindness uh, takes someone who's in trouble and helps them out of trouble his kindness uh, is not based upon who that person is or what they've done but his kindness is just extended just because he's kind his kindness washes away our sins, literally just takes our shame. And, and, and you know, there's an action behind that. He had to do something to wash away our sins and our shame. He gave us, he gave us things over and over again. He, he gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us new life. All these things are talked about in this verse. It was all an act of kindness on the part of God. That's why the Bible says. It's his kindness that causes us to repent. What that means is his kindness turns us to him. Everybody likes to hang around a kind person because they might even get something out of it. But it's the truth. So I want to talk today very simply. I only want to take about maybe 10 minutes max about the simplest way to extend kindness. It won't even cost you anything. You know, preachers are always talking about what it's going to cost you. This is not going to cost you anything. It's very simple. You possess it. It's all around you. You have it, and you have a way to do it. It's very simple, and it's free. And that is to be kind with your words. The Bible says the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And, 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 and so, like, words... You know, in America, there's a, there's a phrase, and, and they teach it to kids. And they, they always, kids come home and like, oh, you know, Sally, she called me a name. You know? and we teach this to our kids. Sticks and stones may break our bones, but names will never hurt us. That is so untrue. That is cannot be... We try to get our kids to actually believe that, but the fact of the matter, sticks and stones may break our bones, but names can take down kingdoms. Names can kill. How many of us remember, growing up, we still remember some of the nicknames, the bad nicknames that we were given, the names that were said to us when we were little we still remember them to this day over and over again they stick in our brain psychologists tell you that if you say like one negative thing to someone it takes at least five compliments and positive things to get them back to neutral just to get them back to neutral parents or kids we're all kids at one time, how many times do we hear things from our parents that really hurt us, that like just criticize us, or maybe your parents said, you'll never amount to anything, or you can't do that. Those words just crush you. You know, my, my wife, Carol, she she, uh, she was in college and she was studying to be a nurse and she was at one of her practicums, so she was at the hospital. And the head nurse, after the first time she was there, said, you will never be a nurse. Never. Only to find out 10 years later, she got like nurse of the year and now she's a practitioner and she's a phenomenal uh, medical person. But it took her a while to overcome that. She was very scared. Matter of fact, she left that school and went to another school after that. Words kill. Now, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to jump in and say this that the first person you need to hear talk to you and give you kind words is the Lord. You need to hear the Lord say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Or, Well, let me just say it this way. Do you realize if you look in scriptures, and I'll challenge anybody to go find it for me if you look in Scripture and you look after when He talks about people who have already come to Him, I'm not talking about before they come to Him, but after they start following Jesus, He never calls them sinners. Never. He calls them saints. He calls them kings. He calls them priests. He calls them families of the Most High God. He calls them beloved. He has unbelievable, beautiful names for people but he doesn't call them sinners anymore he says sometimes you sin he'll say that but he never calls you that because that's not who you are you need to hear that from God I could tell you this 15 times over but unless you hear God say this to you I encourage you to sit in front of God and just let him talk to you get through your own thoughts first And get to listen to him. And when he speaks to you, trust me, you will be so encouraged. Uh, I can remember a time when God did this to me. I mean, it was out of nowhere. And like, he said he was proud of me. Now, I'm like, no way, God. No way, God. But he said it. I knew it was him. I fed on that for years. That he would think that. That he would say, well done. You did a good, I love you. These kind of words that come from his mouth, you you need to hear that. So before anything else, I want to encourage you, hear the voice of the Lord. That's why we do the things we do on on Sundays in worship. Second thing is, in, in, in Judges it says this, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior and Gideon said pardon me my lord how can I save Israel my clan is the weakest of the weak and I am the least of my family or I am the least of the least I I believe that many of us many of us walk around and inside us we have insecurities Inside of us, we, we, we're afraid that people will find out that we are who we really think we are. They will find out that we're not um, perfect. They will find out that we're as scared as anyone else. I know this couple and, 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 and they started dating and and, and, my, and the man came, he was a friend of mine, and he came to me and said, I'm afraid to tell her this because if I tell her this, she might reject me. Many of us feel that way, right? Well, it's the same with words. If you come up to people and you are critical of the things that they do, if you say the things that are inside them that they, that's not even true, and you... Confirmed to them. Can you imagine the angel walked up to Gideon and said, Guess what? I just want you to know you're the least of the least, but you can deliver. I have a feeling Gideon would have had a complex when the angel of the Lord was saying that to him. How much more when parents, you tell your children, you're so critical towards them. You destroy their image because they already have a bad image about themselves and you help it. Well, you do that with your spouse or you do that with your friends. Inside us, we we need our images built up. We need to build each other up. It says careless words, stab like a sword, but the words of the wise bring healing. I'll just tell you one story. I don't have a lot of time, but... Um, I, I can tell you this. I, I wish I had asked my brother before I told this story, but I know he's over it now. I know that he's uh, delivered from all this. Um, but, you know, w- we had four boys in our family, and we were quite mean to each other. You know how guys are, especially growing up. My, my, my brother was about eight years old, and for some reason, we called him stupid. Now, he wasn't stupid. He was far from stupid. He's a very smart guy. This day is a very, very smart guy. He's an amazing guy, actually. But we call him stupid all the time. And one day, one day, we were in a store and we found a book. Now, inside the book, it was good, but it was all about the cover. The name of the book was Dumb, Stupid David. We, cost our, uh, we chipped in together. We bought that book, baby. Yeah, I cry over it now because we used to show him that book. Dumb, stupid David. Dumb, stupid David. One day, I found my brother. He was eight years old. I found him down in the basement. He was tearing the book apart because it was destroying him. Our words hurt people. We have to be so careful with our words. We need to build up our children. We need to build each other up. We can't keep finding faults. You know, love the worship service this morning, but blah, 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 blah. You know, three words about we love the, the, the worship. And then 17 words about the things we didn't like. We destroy people if we're not careful with our words. That's why the Bible says that the tongue has life and death. Let's use words that build each other up. And then Jesus, he's standing there, and there's a lady who commits adultery. And the religious leaders, the church leaders, and all those who go to church, Drag the lady out. And they're all going, Sinner! It's really going to bring them to Jesus, right? Now, by the way, we can blame the church leaders or the temple leaders at that time for wanting to stone that woman, but there was a whole lot of people standing by not saying anything. Lack of words can make a difference too. Not saying something when it needs to be said, when you need to help someone out, is just as bad As bad words. And Jesus spoke the words to that person. That was the words that set her free. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He gave the words that brought life. He built up. He used words that freed the girl. We need to use words that free people. Not that condemn them. Not that chain them. But that set them free. My brother-in-law said this to my wife. I was sitting with her, and we had just gotten married, or we were, you know, at that time, and he looked at Carol and he said, Carol, he said, Donald's not perfect. And Donald's gonna make mistakes. And Donald's gonna know that he made those mistakes. And he's gonna really appreciate it if you don't tell him that you know he made those mistakes. We all know we make mistakes. But we need to hear what we do good. That's what the word magnify means. The word magnify means to make bigger. When we say we magnify the Lord, we make His attributes, who He is, bigger. We magnify Him. What do you want to do? Magnify the faults and the mistakes in people's lives? Or do you want to magnify the things that are good and whole and pure that set people free, that cause people to feel like they are worth something and full of value in this world. I think we should choose the latter. Don't you agree? So today, over the next few weeks, why don't we start by being kind with our words? Being like a positive voice in people's lives. Parents, kids will tell you more if they feel safe with you. They will talk to you a lot more and be drawn to you if you're a positive influence in their life rather than, excuse me, nagging them. I remember talking to one of my friends and he was Chinese and he, he, he came in third. There was tens of thousands of people, kids taking tests for college in his city, and he came in third out of like tens of thousands. He was so excited he came in third. I mean, you know how that works. He comes home, shows his daddy. Dad, I came in third. His dad said, "Why didn't you come in first? Come on, come on." That was the point at which you could have lifted that kid to the heavens. Felt like he could could have done anything. Instead, you dropped him down to the pit. Let's use our words carefully when we express one to another. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's pray. Lord, there's been so many times in my anger, in my carelessness, Lord, all of us, in our carelessness and in our just not thinking of the other person, Lord. We've said things to hurt them. Forgive us, Lord. Put a guard over our mouth. Holy Spirit, fill our mouth with praises and thanksgiving. Fill our mouths with the things that will build people up and not tear them down. It's such an easy way, Lord God, for us to help others. Father, I pray today that we would see those that are down in spirit and we would give them words of life. And it wouldn't be just today. We would actually practice, practice kindness by using our words. In Jesus' name, amen.